Hi, I'm Gwen. And I'm Sean from Frail, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to. Uh, our Anchor Sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors if you uh, support our sponsor dream nutrition you can receive 10 percent off your order by using the promo code boondog10 at checkout so dream nutrition they're a veteran owned and operated company as well so please support them and receive 10 percent off using the promo code boondog10 thanks for your time and thanks for listening What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or uh, Rumble or BitChute or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, uh, whatever podcast platform you uh, utilize, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm bringing you today. We're talking with Ben, way down under, from the band Elm Street. What's going on, Ben? Yeah, thanks for having thanks for having me. It's uh, crazy that it's your your evening. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's six p.m. Uh, here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's nine a.m. here in uh, nine a.m. on a Thursday. 
Oh, okay. Which is crazy. But yeah, Cleveland, yeah. nice, nice. We played uh we played in Cleveland back in 2018 at the Agora, Oh yeah. The Agora? Cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah the world famous there. Agora. Yeah, oh yeah, ton of ton of musical history there. Did you guys get to uh who were you on the that tour with? Uh we were on tour with Udo Dirk Schneider from Accept. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So um, that was cool, you know, because we grew up listening to his music. We grew up watching, you know, concerts at the Agora, and you never actually think you're going to play at these iconic places. And that's one of the best stages I've ever stepped foot on. You know, it sort of still has that old school feel. Even the, the wooden floors on the stage, it's just crazy. So much history there. Yeah. Well, my buddy Chris Z will be happy to hear that. He's the one that owns it right now. Oh, um, nice! But uh, yeah, I'll 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 make sure I pass this interview along, man. Big shout out to the Cleveland Agora and all that history. Um, For sure. When you guys were in town, did you get a chance to uh, check out the Rock Hall, or you didn't have a lot of time? No, we didn't have much time, and that's the thing about touring for us especially that you go from place to place and it's just a quick in and out. You know, all you really see is a venue. And you're either waiting around for a sound check, waiting to play, or ready to go onto the the bus or your transport to the next city. So, yeah, we've been to so many places around the states, around Europe, but rarely do we ever get to experience what those cities have to offer. And I've heard, I mean, just from the drive-through, Cleveland was awesome, and I've heard that Hall of Fame. You know, it's it, it's one of a kind. So definitely want to get back there and experience it all. Yeah, hopefully you guys get that opportunity. That'd be great. Um, so, like, usually when I have people on for the first time, I like to get a quick little background. So, uh, do you remember originally what did you want to uh, be when you grew up? Uh, a lot of things. But uh, heavy metal quickly was in that picture, you know, to be a musician or to somehow be involved with music because for us, this band, a bit of background, we got together in 2003 from memory. So we were 14 year, years old and there was three of us that are still in that band and that created uh, Elm Street just out of the love of heavy metal. You know, ne neither of us knew how to play an instrument. All we knew was that we would watch Iron Maiden, uh, Rock and Rio. We'd, we would watch Metallica cutting stunts on VHS back in those days. And we would just literally CD trade and just loved heavy metal and thought, yeah, we want to do that. We just want to be on stage and just playing that type of music. So, yeah, we quickly wanted to be musicians. And still to this day, you know, I'm in my 30s now. And looking back to that, you know, we were in high school just as 14-year-olds just playing the music that we loved. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. So then when did, uh, I mean, when did it go from like something that you wanted to do to actually picking up instruments and, and doing it? Uh, quickly, when we quickly uh, made the band, we actually assigned each other what we wanted to do, you know, so the guitarist said, yeah, I'll play guitar, and then I would play guitar, the drummer would play the drums, and no one wanted to sing, you know, because it was that thing where it's no one, no one has a gifted talent straight away, and we're like, oh, it's going to be a bit uncomfortable, so I just put my hand up and said, I'll just, I'll just learn how to sing, and for the first, I'd say, 10 to 15 years, I was pretty crap at singing. 
and probably still to this day a little bit rusty. But um, yeah, yeah. So we quickly just assigned that and we signed up for like a school talent show the following year. And we said, all right, let's just focus. Let's just learn one song and let's just nail that song and we'll play it at the school talent show and see how it goes. And that song was uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Nice. And we just, nice. that's the only song that we knew. We just rehearsed that constantly. And then from then, we just didn't stop. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, you had mentioned about like the influences like Iron Maiden and uh, Metallica and stuff and watching the VHS tapes. But what was, uh, as you guys started getting going there in Australia, what was your like local music scene like? Uh, it was tough because we were underage at that point, you know, to get into a gig here, similar to the States, you have to be over 18, you know, so bars wouldn't host us as being minors. So we would start playing shows as 16, 17 year olds, but our parents would have to take us to these gigs, you know, and we were playing with, uh, people that were in their 20s and 30s and then these kids would come along with their parents and we'd be playing at midnight and it was just a strange experience, you know, but it was, it's something that I would never take back. So it was good to be part of that local scene at that point. And power metal was a big one at that point. You know, we had a, a lot of big power metal bands that were going overseas and touring with uh, some bigger bands. And, you know, that's when bands like Hammerfall, uh, you know, they were, they were starting to get quite big, the early 2000s and things like that. So, yeah, it was good to be a part of that scene and see it evolve. And now, as we're in now, in, in those ages from the people that we look up to, we see the kids coming through, you know, you see those those younger bands and we start to play with the shows with them and it's it's almost like looking in the mirror. And did you have like some of those uh, older bands kind of like uh... – take you under their wing and start kind of showing you the ropes or anything for sure and i'll go i have to say it was it was strange you know sometimes those older bands will say oh you know come to this house for the pre-party well we didn't even know what a pre-party was at that point and we'd go to the houses and our parents would come along and they'd sit in the corner and looking back uh you know i've got to thank our parents for even going through some of that stuff <laughs> i remember one gig it started at midnight and i think we were on that close to three in the morning you know, and it was just like, geez, I can't believe we 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 put them through that. But uh, it's all for the love of metal. You know, metal yeah. isn't designed to be played at, at noon. Well, shout out to your parents, man. For uh, that's it. You know, being <laughs> yeah. Definitely, you know, behind you guys. That's, they were that's great. That's for sure. And then, uh, so you know, you guys are out playing now. Uh, let's talk about like, you know, Elm Street. Obviously, uh, I have an idea of. Uh, you know, uh, what inspired the name, but uh, sharing the story? Yeah, so we went through a few names in the beginning. I remember the first ever name was uh, Heavy Metal Warriors, which wasn't original, but, you know, as as kids, it's like, yeah, you can see that. But um, we quickly started to uh, look into, like, the music business industry and see, okay, how can we market this band and still play the music that we love and people just straight away know what style they're going to see. So we love the 80s metal and we loved the 80s horror movies, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, all those movies, all those slasher movies. So we thought, cool, Elm Street, straight away you're going to think, that's a metal band and that's a band I'm going to listen to. So uh, I think Dokken 
you know, Dream Warriors that inspired it, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, and yeah. since then, yeah, it's just it's just stuck. And uh, I think a lot of people start to recognise the band, you know, and our style as soon as you read or hear that name. Yeah, and then uh, so, you know, you 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 guys uh, start making a name for yourself back there, and then uh, when did it like? you know catch for you guys were that you you were able to come tour the states 2012 so we were uh in our early 20s at that point we had uh signed with a label over in germany uh, massacre records who we're still with now to this day um and we just took the steps and said cool we're just going to move overseas you know, it's it's very expensive for us to travel over to Europe or over to the States and, you know, get a consistency of shows. So we made the move over to London. As Australians, you know, you can get a working visa in the UK, um, which, which is a plus. So we moved over to London and we just played as many shows as we could in Europe, in the UK. And that's where it started to really gain a bit of a following. And we started to figure out this is what touring is like. This is what the international market is like. Um, And I'm glad, you know, that was a great experience. Tough. Our first time living overseas, our first time traveling away from Australia, you know, being, um, being overseas. So that's when it really started to kick off. And how old were you guys around that time? uh 21 21 22 wow so yeah what, a, what an experience and then um now where are you reside now then you're still you're back in australia right yeah back in australia melbourne australia which is uh where we all grew up where all our family and friends are and it's yeah definitely one of the best cities in the world i think have you ever uh, been to australia no it's definitely on my bucket list i was in the navy too but unfortunately i was right. uh i was east coast so I didn't make it over uh, to the West Pack. Yeah. I wish I did. It's it's still on my list though to make it out there sometime. Yeah, it's a great place, you know. I, I, mean, I haven't I, I haven't seen an ugly Australian woman, so I, I, you know, I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but keep it up. That's always a plus. That's always a plus. But um, yeah, it's just you know, it's just a great place to be. Obviously, the downside is we're so far away and sometimes disconnected from the rest of the world which can be good as well. Um, But social media, you know, the internet has made it a lot easier, you know, especially for a band. When we first started, you couldn't really stream or it was rare to be on a streaming platform like Spotify or YouTube. Those were those early iterations. So we were still going to our local CD shop and uh, pre-ordering an album that was coming out in Europe or the States. And two months later, we would get the release you know gotcha. yeah so now it's so accessible to the rest of the world and then um so you know uh around like you said 2018 you were here and you played uh the agora and stuff um how many times have you been uh over to the states or, or been outside australia touring uh over to the states twice so we did a run in 2015 with uh skull fist and night demon who are sort of classic heavy metal bands, which yeah. was um, which was cool. I had been to the States personally a few times. Uh, my family's from Latin America. So, you know, as young as young kids, we would go over for family holidays to LA and those sort of places, which um, I just fell in love with. I love the States. You know, I could go there so many times and just have the best time. So, yeah, we've been over twice with the band. 
um, which was awesome. And that last run with uh, Udo Dirk Schneider, we started in New York and we made a full circle, finished off in Philadelphia, but, you know, went through to Canada, all of the, the all of the coasts, which was, um, which was good, a cool experience, never driven in snow before. So um, it was challenging at times and we're driving ourselves the majority of the time. But wow, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and aside from that, uh, some tours over in the in Europe as well, which uh, seems to be for for us for the band with our record label being in Germany, some of um, the strongest markets for us. Yeah, gotcha. And then, uh, so you guys did that tour 2018, and then uh, what were you like? Uh, you know, uh, what did you have like going on when you know when the world shut down? You know, in mm. 2020. Yeah, well, we were about to record an album in uh, in 2020. So we were ready to record this next album that we are about to release. Um, and it was tough because we were stuck in a city in Melbourne, which was the longest city in the world in lockdown, you know, which, True, is, yeah. which, which, which is crazy to think. I mean, we couldn't go outside of five-kilometer radius at times. Um, and it was almost two years that we were in lockdown where studios were shut. Um, for us, it, was, it wasn't too bad because we got to connect with people, family, friends that we probably neglected for a, quite a bit of time because we were so focused on the band, you know? But yeah. it also worked in our favor because we're perfectionists in, music, in, in our music and everything that we release. You know, so we actually got to really work on all the material, do a bit of pre-production, which we would never have had a chance to do in the past, um, and really refine the music So and have fun recording it. So we even built our own little recording studio where we got to do uh, quite a bit of stuff on our own outside of, you know, the lockdowns in the studios. So, yeah, we just we just had time to really refine the the next release which uh i think shows and you know we can really step back and be proud of that yeah you know and i i like hearing like the the positive uh you know flipping it to the positive uh, i mean uh you know i experienced kind of like a similar thing i'm a father of two daughters and you know they're kind of grown and they're out with their friends all the time so we're just kind of roommates passing through you yeah. know half the time and then it's like they had to spend time with me again and we got to re rekindle that you know that relationship and our our uh you know strengthen that you know uh during that that time but i I mean i know we didn't have it near as bad as you guys i mean it was like a real nightmare for elm street out there Mm. um, (laughs) from what i've what what i've uh seen and because of the internet you know uh we have access to things we might not have witnessed before and i've talked to other people about just how orwellian it got out there man how tough it had was during that time and glad yeah. you guys are like on the other side of it now you know oh of course it's almost like a thing of the past it's like you it never actually happened but you know we lived life so quickly all of us it was just almost on autopilot that we got to actually pause for a second stat, sit back and and look at things and be present in the moment so that was fun and like your your uh t-shirt there i watched a lot of wrestling during my downtime you know i'm a big (laughs) old school wrestling fan so i would i would put on the old wcws or you know those invasion years of wwf and just um sat back and enjoyed life a little bit 
Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I I did quite a bit of that myself. I was like, that's yeah. some of the stuff that helped keep me keep me sane, just getting into my you know, those escapes. That's my male soap opera. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with good. you on that, man. But uh yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm glad you guys are on the other side of it now, but you know, hopefully people don't forget, you know. And of uh you know, like we as a world need to kind of like just remember what are we going to, where's the line, you know, and what are we going to allow to happen as a people? It's crazy, man. It's just it's crazy times. And music's definitely good therapy, a good, a good escape uh, for a lot yeah. of us. So you guys play a huge role in, in helping people, uh, you know, deal with their stuff. For me, my therapy is doing this podcast and getting to talk to other people and, you know, that's getting great. people's stories out there and stuff, you know. That's but, it. And uh, a lot of and a lot of good music came out of that that period. You know, it was so inspired and music is so emotional. So I'm seeing I'm hearing releases now that you can tell the lyrical themes were challenges or struggling or people looking within and it's just it's great. Yeah, I just had uh uh Tommy Victor on on the show from Prong and um yeah. uh Danzig and uh and his new album uh is drop dropping this i think it just dropped and it's yeah. uh you know totally all about like you know just letting go about all the stuff that we've been going through you know and just you know you could tell that, that there's that uh, uh he was definitely inspired to to kind of like wake people up and say hey how much are we going to take you know and yeah let's stay yeah. vigilant you know we we're That's one human it. population that we got to watch each other's back you know that's right. That's what it's all about. And then, um, like, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, so for speaking of your guys' release now, uh, October 27th, yep. it's going to drop. Uh, the Great Tribulation comes out on, on Massacre Records. You say that's been your guys' home for, you know, several years now. Yeah. Um, what is... Uh, you know, what is your message that you're getting out with, with the great tribulation and uh, that you want fans to experience and hear? Yeah, well, I think this is our most um, personal album. You know, I think each of our releases captures the moment in time of where the band is and also where we are personally, because at the end of the day, we're friends before we're in a band. You know, it's really a friendship thing so you know the first album was written when we were 14 16 years old it was about young kids just loving heavy metal going out with our denim vests and going to concerts and just causing a mess you know the second album we came with some challenges you know touring finding out things about the music industry which became challenging now you know similar to the world when it shut down it was just a lot serious for us and uh, a lot of things outside of the band impacted us so the message is that it can be a challenging time but we have each other and there's also themes in there which we just touch on which could be about media about war and also just having a good time you know, like yeah. you said, bond, bonding together with the people around you and just moving forward and also just embracing life a little bit. So I read a review that came out of the Netherlands this morning, which, you know, I never really take too much because at the end of the day, the way people listen to our music is always subjective. It's going to mean something to 
everybody and uh, in their own different way. But I read that uh, from what they gathered, it was our darkest album, which I can gauge from the themes, you know, and the sound. It's a bit heavier, um, still has that classical metal element, but the songs, you know, can get long and they're very, they've got a lot of emotion in them. So that was uh, that was cool to hear. Well, it was probably, you know, two, you know, I mean, it, like you said, two years, you know, you guys were dealing with all that uncertainty if you're ever going to mm-hmm. be able to do what you love again. Uh, so, yeah, it probably was very dark, but it was also probably your way of processing that kind of trauma or, you know, kind of therapy for yourself just to pen to paper and get it out and scream it, you know. That's it. And the cool thing is, is that we get to leave that behind for ourselves. It's almost like leaving behind a diary because we're never going to write the same album again or we're never going to sound exactly like that again. So we're leaving behind a memory that we can pick up in 10 to 15, 20 years and go, cool, that's where we were at that point, you know? Yeah. And it's like looking back at a memory. But like how many, you know, uh, people listening to it will like relate like, man, that's how Mm. I felt, you know, and how it might help them, you know, see from a different perspective or process like, oh, that's why I've been feeling like this, you know. So that's right. That's right. And it's cool that we get to connect. And, you know, one, one of our most popular songs is one that we thought would never really be as popular, which is called Metal is the Way. And that was actually the first ever song we wrote as kids and uh you know that that was the last track on our debut album we just didn't think it was going to blow up it was featured in a movie called deathgasm which was directed by a new zealand guy and um that became a cult metal movie you know out there so it got quite popular and people still relate to it to this day and some of the lyrics are like yeah that you know yeah it sounds like it was written by a 14 year old you know, that that's just raising that metal fist. And yeah. it, it's just cool that that can mean something to somebody. Yeah, you know, I got to that, check that out because I've heard of that that uh, mm. movie. You know, a lot of uh, friends in the industry have talked about it. So I got to, I got to, I'm going to have to check that out. And like, I love hearing, uh, you know, metal is the way, you know, through a 14 year old perspective, you know. <laughs> But it's awesome yeah. because it's like it is, you know, it's the way that you guys chose and it, it's formed you to the men you are today, you know, played a big for role. Sure. That, so. For sure. For sure. And awesome. yeah, def- definitely check it out. If you like metal, if you like horror, it's just the movie. It's like those 80s movies that they released, Trick or Treat, you know, with Gene Simmons, all those sort of horror movies. It takes yeah. on those cult, cult metal horror movies, and it was, um, it was a huge success. I don't think any anybody expected it to be such a cult movie. So they're making part two now, which is, um, which is going to be cool as well. Yeah, hopefully you guys get a track on that one too. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny too because I was just at like a uh, like a horror convention type thing that my friend put together here in the Cleveland area, and um, <clears throat> Mark Price from the the movie Trick or Treat, and they did a yeah. they actually did a screening of the movie Trick or Treat, and Mark Price, yeah. who was like Skippy and Family Ties, and and in that movie was there, and he did a Q and A and everything, and he did some stand up, so I got to meet him. It was it was really cool. That's you know? awesome. That's awesome. And then back on your guys' uh, album, uh, one of the singles, uh, uh, which is pretty, seems very like a very timely song to to current events in the world, 
uh, the price of war. I uh, just was watching the video and yeah. uh, well, for one, you know, I have to, I have to say, man, your, uh, your, your drummer's got a sick kit. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's yeah, talk Jericho. about like the inspiration for that, uh, that, that track. Cause I mean, this was written, you know, before what's happening right now, I'm sure. Of course, of course. And I think it's always been that in the back of our minds and just seeing, you know, the innocence of what's impacted by war. And sometimes it's not always questioned or out there in the media of that. And, you know, yourself being in the Navy before and experiencing things, I'm sure you have your own personal connection to it. But, yeah, uh, yeah it was really inspired by that and especially events, you know, while we were still in somewhat of a lockdown, you know, with the war over in the Ukraine and things like that and just seeing the price that is impacted you know, by somebody's greed or somebody's uh, goal to reach something and the innocent life that's impacted by that. Yeah, that's why, I mean, being, you know, a uh, retired military, you know, and having my own personal experience, it just, and, you know, and being a father, you know, I mean, I was over mm. in uh, the Middle East and I would see uh, some of the kids outside playing over there. And I, and I, and at the time my daughters were young back home and I would have those thoughts like, you know, there's no reason why my daughters can't play with these kids. You know, yeah. it's like these kids have nothing to do with any of this stuff. And then it made me like internalize a lot of like, what are we really doing? You know, and, uh, yeah. you know, so now when I look at the current situation and the, you know, the, the, the most recent stuff with Ukraine, too. I'm just like, you know, I'm not throwing up these these flags and supporting war. You know, mm. I mean, it's just yeah. I, I'm not I can't. The, the it's always the innocents that pay it's always the kids it's always the the women the children the civilians you know they have nothing to do with anything they're just wanting to live their lives you know yeah and, that's uh, it and you know so and, i'm and, not going to throw up a, i'm not going to pick a team anymore you know <laughs> that's it that's it and who you know who's who are we to take away their life you know, and like you said, their freedom to just live their life in the best place and be safe in doing so. And I, yeah. I you know, we're, we're lucky, you and I, that we live in places like we do, where we can walk the streets and go to the shop and get a coffee, you yeah. know, without, without having to deal with some of this stuff that other countries deal with, which, you know, makes us makes us feel lucky but also you know we we have a bit of compassion for people overseas so i think that's oh, yeah. what really inspired our the front cover of our new album the great tribulation where you see destruction and you see you know a place that was war ridden and then it's just a child there holding a toy tank you know yeah. and that's where it's like oh he just he just wanted to play and yeah. here comes someone destroying his his whole family in his place yeah yeah I agree. Yeah. And then, um, so I, I know we're like kind of running short on time, but, uh, hmm. for any audience members that, uh, are new to hearing about you guys and want to support the, the, you know, the new album when it comes out and just want to know more about Elm street, uh, where would you send them? Uh, definitely our social media pages. It's all, uh, metal Elm street where you can find us on YouTube as well, YouTube channel, Metal Elm Street. Uh, we have a bunch of video clips from all around the year. So uh, that's the best way for us to connect with people worldwide and for us just to share our own personal journey. Now, you know, we're really bumping up the content on, on social media, which is good. 
And uh, yeah, that's the best way to find us. And hopefully we're making our way over to the States, to Europe worldwide very soon. Yeah, I wanted to ask, I mean, with the release of this new album, has there been any talk of, uh, you know, tour support? Yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. So Europe is probably the, the first place where we'll tackle and then the States will be next. So like I said, personally, we love the States in terms of just, you know, the coolness about it. You know, you get to go on days off is when you get to enjoy some cities and we've been to sports events. You know, we've seen Cleveland play basketball at Madison Square Garden against New York just on a day off, which is, oh, nice. um, yeah, which is cool. So all that sort of just embracing the culture. So definitely getting over to the States as soon as possible. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, uh, I want to, if you got a little bit more time, I want to ask you a yeah. couple of the questions I normally ask guests that I have on. For um, sure. Uh, what was the last book that you've read? The last book that I read? Geez, it would have been a biography. So uh, Michael Sweet from the band Striper you know, an nice. old Christian 80s band. That was the last yeah. book that I read. I, I love reading biographies, you know, from artists and things like that and just hearing their stories. So that, that would have been the last one and highly recommend. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's another uh, in, influential band. For sure. Um, and then, um, you know, talking about like a lot of things, you know, you, you, you've learned along the way, you know, as starting in music at 14 years old and everything. but. Uh, you know, what do you, what classes do you feel should be mandatory for kids before graduating high school today? Music, music. I think, uh, you know, for us, that's, that's where we're really connected. And even though I still have some fond memories because in Australia here, you take on music as a class, uh, as an elective, you know, as an option, whether you wanted to do that. But even when we didn't know instruments, you never had a fight in a music class. You know, you're always connected with everyone around you and that's some of the best memories that I have. So, I mean, on top of English, obviously, uh, yeah, music, definitely one of those. Nice. And then um, who are three people who've inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today? Dee Schneider. You know, Dee Schneider from, from Twisted Sister, always looked up to him. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden. I would say, you know, just staying on that music theme. Um, you know, some of those wrestlers from the 80s, man. You know, you know, <laughs> nice. I would say the the Ultimate Warrior, one of those, you know, where you still watch those. Bret Hart, you know, you watch some of those documentaries. And I think those are some of the biggest influences, I think, in, in my life, for sure. Nice. You've jumped into my, my next question. But, I mean, we got to give shout outs again to, to mom and dad. You know, oh, of course, of course, all, always. All they always. did, all they did, going to those uh, pre-parties and experiencing that with you guys. Yeah, they're <laughs> mandatory, mandatory inspirations. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, so because you brought it up, you know, uh, and I haven't got to ask this question in a while, but who would you say was your favorite wrestler of all time? You know, we we're talking about this the other day. For me personally, Stone Cold, Stone yeah, Cold oh, yeah. Steve Austin. Yeah, no. and you still get goosebumps when you hear that glass break at the beginning. <laughs> you oh know? yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think by far one of the best. Uh, I, and... I got to. Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, no, please go ahead. <laughs> I I got to speaking of Madison Square Garden. You know, when I was out there for some military training, and this was 
still fairly close after 9-11 where, you know, it's like we would go, we go anywhere in uniform and it's like the city of New York, like open with open arms and stuff. So we yeah. got to go to Madison Square Garden to watch uh, uh, WWE at the time doing a show. And, and and this is Stone Cold was there, and dude, yeah. here being inside Madison Square Garden when that glass broke, it was just <laughs> freaking phenomenal, man. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine those, those days. You just cannot beat that Attitude Era. You know when you had the WWF with that sort of on edge side, and then you had WCW yeah. as well with Monday Night Nitro. That era yeah. was just the best time, and, and it, it's just, it was the best time growing up as well as a kid. Yeah, we weren't so soft back then, you know? No. <laughs> a lot of things they could get away with, you know? No, like, I no. miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome, and it was some of the first times as well when that, uh, that side of wrestling was touring Australia as well, and we, they would play arenas here, and it would just be sold out, and it's just such a great atmosphere. Yeah, I tell you what, too. Yeah, you know, speaking of, because uh, I still, you know, like I, I'm still a fan. I still watch today. Yeah. And uh, once again, I got to thank thank Australia for some of its uh, recent contributions. I tell my daughters every time Rhea Ripley comes out, I go, "There's your future stepmom," <laughs> even though that. <laughs> even though i'm old enough to be your dad you know so i gotta probably check myself but uh yeah the the australian (laughs) talent is great it wasn't back in the day they didn't really get many opportunities but now it's really starting to ramp up and uh nick our bass player was involved in the uh the australian industry for quite some years and knows some of those wrestlers that are now transitioning over to professional in wwe which is great it's great to see Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And they do a lot with, you know, with, uh, with, uh, metal bands and stuff too. So who knows, yeah. maybe you guys might get to write some intro music, uh, for one of them coming up sometime. That's it. It's really a, a match made in heaven, wrestling metal and horror, <laughs> you know, you just, the, those top three. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully some of them see this and, uh, you know, can make for something sure. happen for you guys. That'd be great. For sure. And then uh, sure. speaking of uh, some childhood uh, inspirations and stuff, what was your favorite toy as a child? Stretch Armstrong. I remember Stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would take that Stretch Armstrong everywhere. It was cool. Yeah. And then it's just like, then as you got older and maybe a little twisted, you were like, what, what's inside him? What's making him stretch? Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you'd beat the crap out of poor Stretch. You know? That's it. I can't even remember what he was. Was he a soldier? What is? Was he a superhero? I don't remember. But you were just like, yeah, you just stretch for for hours. And then you also get the uh, what was it? The the dragon type, uh, his his arch enemy or whatever. Yeah, that's and right. Like beat the crap out of each other. But man, you got hit in the face with that man. You, you left them <laughs> left an egg on your head. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Different. This is a generation before iPhones and iPads and computers. You know exactly yeah yeah getting out getting outdoors and using that imagination they wonder why like hollywood got to do all these reboots it's like the kids that are writing stuff today don't have any imagination man they're just that's it retreading everything that's right that's right so true and then um um are there any like causes or organizations that you support and encourage other people to check out uh 
Oh, look, we, we try to give back as much as we can, you know, really giving back to artists. So I think here in Australia as well, um, you know, we had during during the COVID period and also even now we're still struggling getting people into shows, people into gigs. So there's a lot of local organisations and fundraisers to just support local artists. So, yeah, you can do a quick Google search and I think even uh, international organisations have got into that. And the good thing is, is there's now government grants for international touring and to get us out there because, like we, we discussed, it's so expensive you know, to fly over to the States or to fly to Europe or to even get international artists into our country here is is quite heavy. So always trying to give back as much as we can and get music to the people as well. Nice. And then uh, what kind of goals do you guys have going forward now? With the, you got the release coming out and, uh, you know, um, what do you guys, are you guys already looking towards the next one? Is some inspiration? music coming are you guys already writing some new stuff or just want to get out and perform this for everybody a bit of both we're a bit more smarter with our time you know so we've already started working on the next album which sort of takes on that inspiration from the last one but also trying to create our own memories again and just write music organically. So, yeah, definitely more more shows getting out there. We had nearly three years where we didn't play consistent shows. So getting back overseas, hopefully getting on those big festival dates because at the end of the day, we're metal fans. So we want to play music, but also spend hours watching the bands that influenced us and, and new music that's released to this day. So that's always cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been watching a lot of footage from this past weekend with the uh, Power Trip. and Yeah, you know, it looked those, amazing. Those festivals that uh, have just happened. And uh, I enjoy those myself. You know, sometimes like, you know, I like to hit shows as much as I can. But uh, I, I can hit, when I hit those music festivals, it's like I get all my my bands yeah. out of the way in one weekend and then I can go be dad for the rest of the year. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of that. And I guess, um, you know, that generation is, is starting to run its time with those classic bands, Iron Maiden, ACDC, you know, the, we're probably going to start see the last tours, you know, with yeah, Kiss, oh, yeah. Kiss just played the last ever Australian show last weekend. And, you know, you, you would think some of those other bands are starting to come up to that time. So we're just trying to enjoy it as much as we can. Yeah, they're coming through Cleveland the end of this month. And, you know, I've been oh, to, awesome. to a few of them. So I've already uh, got a friend that's taken me to this one, too, you know. So that's you know, awesome. One, one more. I mean, they're one of my gateway bands, you know, in, yeah. the, in the music <laughs> yeah. industry as a kid, you know. For so sure. Got to see them out. And then, um, you know, I went and saw the Beach Boys, which I, you, you wow. know, I mean, they came through town and I was like, I had the opportunity to see the Beach Boys or see, um, Ice Nine Kills was in town, but I was like, you know what? I'll get another chance to see Ice Nine Kills. This could be it yeah. for the Beach Boys. So I went and I had a blast, man. They they put on a great show. So yeah, that's good. And, and definitely trying to hit guys. the ones that, like you said, I'm being cognizant of uh, the ones that may not be around much longer. That's it. And some of those bands or groups, uh, they're starting to embrace the newer times and their shows are just amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the drummer for... Uh, for Beach Boys was sick, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> he put on, he put, put on a, a clinic, man. But uh, but yeah, like I said, your 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 uh your drummer's kit looks amazing too. So I mm. hope to catch you guys uh in a live show next uh next time you come through the area, man. For um, sure, 
It's uh, and he uses every little bit of it. You know, yeah. he, uh, he. I mean, he's inspired by those. Yeah, I can Nick, hear it. Nicky McBrains and Nick Menza from Megadeth and and some of those ones. So you you got to enjoy your craft as well. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I can I can hear it in your guys' songs. So and it looked fun uh, watching him in the in the videos that I saw. For but sure. uh, man, Ben, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate no, you. Uh, having you on and talking with you a little bit. And like I know uh, we kind of already said, but like for any uh, people out there listening that want to support you guys and check you out uh, one more time, like where would you tell them to go? Yeah, just all the social media platforms, Metal Elm Street, uh, Spotify as well under Elm Street and YouTube just to watch all the clips as well. So looking forward to getting the uh, the new album, The Great Tribulation out there and shout out to Massacre Records and, and thanks for having me on. This is uh, this is awesome and, and I'll be tuning in a lot more frequently for sure. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate that, man. And then one last favor before I let you go then. Yeah. Um, do you mind cutting a promo ID for the show? Just introducing yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to today's boondoggle. All the best from Australia, from Elm Street. Awesome. Ben, thank you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right. See ya.
Hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your friends from today's boondog sent you. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's boondoggle.